Steve started this season as head coach. Now he's listed as a player coach and is on the active player roster. And he's been hitting at an amazing clip. He's hitting 320, much better than he ever hit at any other time during his playing career. He said it's because the pressure is off, that he doesn't have the pressure that he did uh, when he was uh, simply a player. Pitches outside for a ball. He says now he doesn't worry too much. He just goes up there and swings because he thinks that he is primarily on the active player list for the purpose of helping the younger pitchers. Uh, due to behind the plate, as a result, he's hitting 320. Swings and balls it off. Welcome to the BBA Today, your podcast that covers events around the Brewster Baseball Association every day with your host, Yellow Springs 9 General Manager, Ron Collins. And now, let's get on with the show. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the fourth edition of this uh, daily podcast. It's, uh, geez, it's almost like it's becoming a habit today. Um, my uh, co-host today is Joe Letterer from the Boise Spuds. I definitely uh, appreciate you coming and spending your time with me here uh, today, Joe. I appreciate the invite. Looking forward to it. Uh, let, let me take about a minute or two and ask you a little bit about the Boise Spuds, but I know you've got uh, prepared for us a fun little trip through kind of the top 10 minor league starts of the year that you've been looking at. So gives us a chance to spread out and look at some other things around the league. Uh, how are you thinking about the Boise Spuds right now? Um, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't concerned. Uh, um, you know, the start isn't what we had planned. Um, you know, I wasn't expecting French to, you know, come out of the gates hitting 500 like he did last year and, and you know, being in first place. But, uh, you know, two games under 500, uh, you know, it's not the end of the world, but uh, there are some really good teams in the in the frontier division, so I'm optimistic. I'm hoping uh, you know May is is a new month and and we string together some wins. There you go. Well, <laughs> you know you had your chance to trade French to me back when the iron was hot, but uh, not to not to say you know I told you so or you had your chances or you know if it really got down to it, we could probably revisit that conversation a little bit just because I'm a good guy, you know? Well, you know, that uh, passing on that trade is what keeps me up at night. Uh, not, not the coronavirus <laughs> or, or what's going on at my, my work, but uh, definitely passing up on that trade. I can definitely understand why you would feel that way. <laughs> so anyway, thank you so much for spending some time in looking at uh, minor league hot starts. I'm very interested to see what you come up with. Uh, so do you want to just kind of walk us down through? Yeah, I, th- I thought we could just start uh, single A and, and, and go up. Uh, obviously, uh, the two lowest levels haven't started yet. That'll be in the end of end of May. But I just thought uh, in no in no order of uh, most interesting, um, but just kind of going through the through the, the levels from the bottom to the top. That's outstanding. Uh, where do you want to start? Cool. Well, what do you got uh, for us? Single A, Charlie uh, Pegler League. Um, one. Well, there's a couple that are in- really interesting. They're they're both on the same team. Uh, the first guy is Pedro Martinez, uh, first baseman of the Lake City Limes, and that is uh, Seattle's uh, Class A team. Um, we're going to hear this a lot in this, uh, in this episode, but he was part of the, the 2038 super draft. Uh, he was a fourth rounder, 21 years old. He's repeating, uh, class a, uh, which isn't terrible for, for, 
21 year old uh really but uh he's he's hitting uh pretty impressive out the gate 315 414 and a 702 slugging uh that's on pace for 57 home runs almost 100 walks and uh <laughs> over 20 uh steals to boot so he's a nice little player uh good defensive first baseman and It'll be interesting because Seattle's first baseman, Jose Estrada, his contract runs out at the end of the year. So maybe Martinez could fill in, especially if he keeps hitting the way he does and maybe he bumps a little bit. But uh, I think he won't be in uh, in single A for too much longer. It would be interesting to see him move into the major leagues like real quick just to see how far... Uh, that could translate. So, yeah, interesting guy. Yeah, absolutely. And then a teammate of his is uh, Jose Velez. Um, so that's two players on the, the Lake City Limes. And they're off to a really good start. They have two two guys on this list. They're 21 and 11. Uh, so they've had some nice contributions. Um, Velez is a catcher. He was actually drafted last year in the 18th round. So it's one of these kind of cool stories where you, you kind of take a flyer on a guy and right right off the bat, he, he's producing. He's pretty much fully developed. He was, he was drafted out of college. So he's kind of reached kind of his, uh, his peak here. He could fill out a little bit more, but uh, he's hitting almost 400. He's got a on-base percentage over 500 and a, a slugging percentage nearly 650. Um, he's actually the kind of guy I like good clubhouse guy. Uh, you know, he's kind of well-rounded. He's not spectacular, but he doesn't have any really glaring holes offensively, but he's a really nice, uh, defensive catcher last year in rookie ball. I think he, he was, he caught like over a hundred innings and his ER, catcher ERA, uh, last year was 1.39, which is pretty incredible. And uh, he's thrown out over 50% of uh, base runners last year and, and this year. I think he's a really interesting candidate because he's the exact kind of guy that I absolutely adore to have as a backup catcher, being a left-handed uh, guy and a guy who he doesn't really have holes in his offense. The four contacts a little bit unnerving, but if you can platoon him and he can fake it a little bit. The thing that I love is that super bright blue catcher ability, uh, receiving ability. Um I, I love these guys when I had Aaron Stone on my team, put it that way. <laughs> right, right. They're, very, they're those complimentary guys, and they, they can really work for you. Yeah, and the, the cool number for him, uh, you, you listed a whole bunch of good numbers for him. The cool number, and these are completely almost meaningless in a month of minor league play, but 2.2 war in a, in a month of minor league play is really interesting for Jose Velez. Yeah, not bad for an 18th rounder. There you go. Uh, and then the last guy that uh, kind of uh, interests me that's uh, in single A is uh, Victor Reyes. Uh, he's a relief pitcher on the Council Bluff Express. Uh, that's Mexico City's single-A team. He's 24 years old, and he's spending his fifth season in single-A. So we're not talking about a, a highly thought-after prospect. Uh, he's extremely old for, uh, for that level. Uh, but he's kind of doing his best uh, Matumi impersonation. He, he got 10 wins uh in the uh in the first month actually nine in the first month and he got one in in may i believe so he's actually on pace for 44 wins as a reliever which is uh quite interesting <laughs> that that is actually uh 10 wins <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> yeah i don't think he's going anywhere in in the near future but he's one of those guys that you just as you're perusing the minor league stats you just love to look at him and go you know what must he be like on a Friday night when he's 
on an off night Friday night as a what 25 24 20 whatever he is in in able <laughs> probably tucking the kids in uh, to bed or something like that there you go <laughs> then he's off to the bars <laughs> exactly I don't blame him yeah I love that I, um I've got a couple other guys that I was throwing in there um if you look at uh San Antonio's uh organization their Shreveport uh uh, franchise in in Abel, twenty one year old Louis Pierre, thirteen saves in thirteen opportunities at this stage. That that's a you don't see that very often. No, that's uh, that's that's good to see in that level. If a guy can come in and and you know not blow any saves, it, it kind of it's you know saves are a little you know overrated. But to to see a guy who doesn't blow it to take a, a page out of Shoeless's book, uh, you know he's he's a guy that's not going to lose you a game. It sounds like. There you go. And then here's the Mike Marshall of, <laughs> of A-Ball. Uh, Rick Lee, Ocala Seminoles, the Louisville um, franchise. 23 games pitched so far in, what is it, 30 total games? <laughs> he's, got a, he's got an interesting, he's, got, he's sprinkled in a couple of starts, and he, he, I mean, he's on pace for over 150 innings, so you, you got to love a guy who's just going to come out every game and uh, give you a couple of solid innings. So there's, there's the uh, A-ball level. Want to move on to double-A? Let's do it. Warren Cox League. Edmund Weber is a name that uh, we actually might hear about maybe uh, in some team news uh, for Montreal here in the, in the future. Uh He's uh, he's already 24 years old. He was a seventh rounder five years ago, um, and I think he's kind of miscast in Double A. I, I really think he should be up in Triple A. He actually made it to the bigs already in 2040 for Montreal. He played 13 games and kind of held his own with an OPS over 100 in, in that limited time. But uh, he's having a great start of the year. He's hitting over 400. Uh, he's got a whopping OPS of uh, 1428. And he's just really filling the stat sheet. Uh, looks like he's going to hit. Uh, he's on pace to hit close to 40 home runs and uh, get over 100 runs, uh, RBIs, and walks. So I saw the numbers. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I realized he actually already played in the majors a couple years ago. So I kind of was scratching my head and was trying to you know, cr- you know, develop some narrative around it. And I looked at his morale, and it says unhappy. And he's probably unhappy that he's in double A, uh, having already had a, a cup of coffee. So he, yeah, played, he says he, he wants to play in the majors. Yes. And realistically, you know, the bottom line is the guy should double as well as as uh, Emilio Morales exactly. does. So, <laughs> I mean, you really can't make an argument that he should be in double A. Right. And, you know, he actually held his own in triple in A last year. He had an OPS over 900. So um, I didn't really dive in deep on the depth chart for what's going on in triple A and, and in Montreal. But his starting right fielder in Montreal, Kev, uh, Kevin McKeith, is struggling uh, and he's had three years of decline. So I think Weber could maybe get a shot just to, you know, say, Hey, let's see what this guy can do. Keep the, keep his hot bat in the, in the lineup. Yeah. He could get a shot. There's a couple of guys in triple A that might get a shot with him too, though. It'll be interesting to see what Jeffrey does um, with the, with Weber. Yeah, exactly. Who else you got? This guy, I don't know if anyone's heard this player. Uh, This is a deep, deep cut. Uh, out of the double A, but uh, this player named Carlton Winson, uh, I think he's with the Charm City. No, he's no, he's with no, it's not with Phoenix. He's with the Alpine Valley Snow Creatures of Portland. Uh, we all know Winson. We all love Winson. He's one of the oldest players in the entire minor leagues. 
uh, and he's really doing uh, Winston things. He's hitting barely above 200, but he's got a, a on base well over 400 and a slugging over 600. So, you know, I know Wilson, you know, signed a lot of guys to minor league deals and he's probably just still sorting things around. But I would love to see Winston get a call up to the bigs and platoon uh, at DH with uh, John Mick. I think that'd be pretty uh, entertaining. Yeah, I'm, you know, you take a look at him, and I think he's got uh, a future somewhere, or he's had a past, or, you know, something <laughs> in that, you know, you, you, get a, you get a minor league guy like that going, and, and you just never know what's liable to happen. Exactly. I, I don't know if Wilson's <laughs> grooming him to be a, a coach or something like that, kind of a Crash Davis type of role, but um, it'll, it'll be interesting <laughs> how, it, how it pans out for the rest of the year. Well, the one guy I want to throw in for, for double A is... Um, Actually, he's now sitting in. <laughs> oh my goodness! He's now sitting in the Portland Short A League. He's twenty-six <laughs> year. He's twenty-six year old uh, Heiko Bonsick, and he's he. While well, he was with the Double A Antigua team, seventeen earned runs in six innings pitched. Oh, oh! <laughs> with with zero home runs. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh... Singled and doubled to death, it sounds like. <laughs> Singled, doubled, and walked. No home runs. Can that's, you imagine that? Oh, man, that's tough. That's, uh, that's an interesting line. That's tough it's like to he's got a 25.5 ERA, which you can understand why he's now sitting in the short A roster, and, and one wonders why he's just not released to, uh, to go you know, try to play against high school kids or something. But, and he's got um, an angry morale, and I don't think he has anyone to blame but himself. Yeah, you would have to think so. What does his... Uh, how does that break out? Oh, he's he's very unhappy with transactions. So <laughs> he is uh, looking at his personality. Uh, they say he has very little hustle and has trouble keeping up. So I'm not sure if he's uh, around for much longer. <laughs> All righty. So let's uh, move on to AAA. Who do you got for me in AAA? Outstanding. This is the the cream of the crop here. These are guys that we'll probably see here uh, shortly, if not this year, then uh, the next year. First guy is on the St. Paul Riverhawks. That's Calgary's AAA team. Toki Masi Ihara is uh, is his name. First rounder from Ron. I'll, I'll let you take a guess. What draft? Uh, it might be. Uh, let me hold on. Uh, Karnak the Magnificent throwing it out. Uh, what is 2038? You got it. First rounder oh, from 2038. Uh, he's, uh, he's a nice little player. You know, he's kind of filled out already at, at 21 years old. He's got a little bit of, of maybe movement to go. But he was actually drafted, I think he was maybe like a 70 potential. He's down to a 50. Uh, so while his, his uh, uh, as he's filled out, you know, I think the scouts kind of lowered their, their ceiling on him. But uh, he's still a solid player. He had a really nice line last year in double A. And so far this year in six starts, he's 5-0 and with a 1.31 ERA and a whip under uh, .80. So strikes out almost a, a, a batter an inning and uh, keeps it under two walks per nine. Ihara definitely uh, took a downgrade from the scout standpoint, but uh, in this pitching poor era, uh, even where he's at, he should be an impact someplace. So that'll be interesting to see when Kevin brings him up. Yeah, and uh, you know, throws hard, keeps the ball in the ballpark, keeps it on the ground. Uh, I think uh, I think he'll have uh, a decent career once he gets brought up. Who do you got next? Uh, next player is Rodrigo Barbosa of the Quincy Fire Dancers, another Portland player. 
He came over recently in a deal for the winter in the Juan Mendoza salary dump. And he's really adjusted nicely in the in the Portland friend uh, organization. Uh, he's on pace at 63 home runs. I'm not sure if that's going to hold up or not, but he's he's hitting 300 uh, on base, nearly 400, and he's got an incredible slugging percentage of of over uh, 800. Uh, so a really nice start. But uh, the bad news is he actually just suffered a fractured wrist actually a couple games ago. So it looks like he's going to be on the IL for five or six weeks or so. Yeah, and that's a real shame. It would be a lot of fun to see Barbosa come up. Um, he's kind of the anti-Morales in that sense. He's got the power coming in, and he's got the gap power. That's the thing. Right? You look at Emilio Morales, and, and he's got power, and he can he has some contact, but um, he doesn't double and he doesn't walk, either right. one of the two. In this case, you've got a guy who can get on base a little bit, uh, but he's got the double and the home run power. So knock on wood that Barbosa doesn't take a real downgrade because of that injury, because I would love to see what uh, Portland does with him up. Yeah, I, I think they may just uh, uh, keep him down the rest of the year after he gets back from the injury. And then, you know, it's not really a manipulation of service time. I think it's justifiable if the guy has a fractured wrist oh, yeah. to let him play out. But uh, I think we'll we'll see him next year for sure. Yeah, or maybe you see him in a September call-up then. Exactly. And, uh, and and one thing is, is we, we have named a couple of Portland teams, uh, Barbosa's of the Quincy Fire Dancers. Um, some of the GMs in the league and certainly some of the newer GMs from the last maybe two or three seasons, what they may not know is uh, Chris Wilson's affinity to uh, the Dave Matthews band. Uh, so if, if you're a Dave Matthews band head and, uh, and like their music, you should check out the team names of Madison and Portland because uh, most of them are uh, homages to, to the <laughs> band's uh, albums. Yes, indeed. I think, I think it's a great part of, the, part, part of the league lore. There you go. I appreciate you bringing that up. That's a good, a good, uh, good point. For sure. Uh, got a couple more here uh, real quickly. Sure. Um, Pedro Guzman of the Ashland Slow Riders. That's uh, Phoenix's AAA team. He's actually a legit prospect. He's one of the better power hitting prospects. Nine contact, 11 gap, 10 home run. So this guy can be a serious offensive force uh, in the future. I believe he leads the entire minors in war so far with uh, 2.9, which would be uh, on pace for over 13 for the season. Hitting 460, 550, 820. So that's a OPS of uh, over 1,300. And he mashed last year. He had over six war last year in AAA, OPS of over 1,000. So I think he is really ready to be called up here. Yeah, he definitely could play. There's no question about that. I have my standard conversation about guys who are ready to ready to play but not fully fleshed out yet. And he's a good candidate or a good item to talk about there with that 7 out of 10 home run power and 8 out of 9 contact. I tend to personally not like to have somebody up until they're like a point away. You know, that eight to nine contact doesn't worry me, but the seven to 10 power, I'd almost like to see him get to eight or nine before I would personally uh, say definitely bring him up. But in Phoenix's situation, you probably wait until next year anyway at 21. Yeah, exactly. Just 21 years old, so he's not rotting away. He'll, he'll, he'll get plplenty of opportunity here and another 2038 first rounder. Who do you got next? Uh, someone I got next is someone that's near to and dear to your heart, and I'd love to hear your analysis on him. It's uh, Robert Chenoweth of the Indianapolis Downforce. That's your AAA team there. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did he lead the minors last year in war? 
Um, he might have led the minors last year in war. He did end up with 73 total home runs last year, if you count Winter League and uh, and his time in Double A. 73 home runs in 158 games, if I'm doing my mental math right. That would actually yeah. be uh, – that's a pretty good number. I, he clearly needs more seasoning in the minors. Yeah. Clearly, yeah, he's he's not uh, he, he's not acclimated himself well to AAA by uh, his over uh, one thousand OPS. So no, he would be in the he would be in the majors right now if it weren't for the fact that I've got Lucas McNeil sitting at first base and he can and McNeil is still um, uh, still a benefit against right-handed pitchers. So I'm giving him essentially as soon as McNeil starts to drive down against right-handed pitchers, Chenoweth will be up or he'll be up next year, no matter what. Um, and we'll find out, we'll find something to do with McNeil. Yeah. Uh, Chenoweth, his, his name came up in the, in the media guide uh, as kind of a, a player to watch. And, and I, I knew of him and I kind of looked at him closely and I was like, Oh, well, I wonder, and this is before the season started. You know, I was like, you know, I wonder if he's going to start in the bigs. And then I was like, Oh shoot, you know, Lucas McNeil's there. And I was like, well, Maybe Ron will keep him down for the year, and, and Lucas will will go to free agency. But sure enough, you extended him to a really nice contract. But I still think there's going to be room for for Chenoweth with uh, McNeil still uh, under contract. Yeah, and that'll be a question if McNeil sticks around for another couple of years. And I'll look at Mark Haynes as a you know Haynes is right now my DH. Uh, he's the the big right-handed bopper that I've got right now. I could end up moving him or doing something with him. Um, you know, uh, it, the worst case is I do a waiver, uh, not waiver, uh, option wire with Haynes, and that's not the that's not the ideal. The ideal would be to get both Haynes and Chenoweth with him to the same lineup and let them beat the hell out of <laughs> left-handed pitchers. <laughs> yeah, that's a frightening thought. All righty, so who else you got? Uh, last guy to round out the uh, the top ten is is another one of your players, uh, also on Indianapolis, uh, Al Colbert. Um, I don't think it's Colbert. I think it might be Colbert, but uh, you would know better than I. Again, twenty thirty eight uh, draft. He was a third rounder, and he's had a really nice kind of slow, methodical rise to the minors. And I've kind of noticed that that's kind of your mo there, Ron, is where you kind of let guys just marinate for a full season and then the next season you're going to move him right up and i really like that but uh he's 22 years old and it's this is his first taste in triple a he's had a really nice start 2.6 era a whiff under one half a walk per nine which uh which i love the thing i'd love to hear about you is is he was drafted as a starter, even though scouts had him as an 80 potential reliever, mm-hmm. uh, but you've had him start the entire, looks like the entire, uh, his entire professional career. I kind of want to find out like why you chose to use him as a starter where he's 50 potential as opposed to an 80 potential reliever and, you know, how you kind of gauge your ba- your, your patience on a guy like that who could maybe bump because of his, his, uh, his potential as a reliever. Kind of talk me through that. Well, I mean, I think ultimately in Colbert's case, um, you know, he's got the stamina to start. So uh, I like to have my uh, better pitchers starting most of the time anyway, if they've got even a hint of three pitches. Uh, so I will start a lot of guys as, uh, I mean, Kurt Phillips was a starter for most of his minor league career, for example. Okay. Despite the fact that I knew that he was almost certainly going to end up being the closer. You know, at the end of the day, a 
you know, he's got this third pitch that's the two for uh, two to two changeup, right? Two two changeup. Um, it's kind of good enough to start even in the majors. I think um, my intended goal at this stage is that he will either slide in to Lewis Colon's uh, slot as the fifth starter, long reliever. You know, but we'll see what you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there as far as that's concerned. I do try to make sure that I keep my uh, relievers' innings down to 150 or 170 as they're starting. I, I, Colbert got 177 innings last year, and it was just a, a little bit more than I really like uh, to do with my with my guys who are probably relievers. Uh, I've got another guy, Josh Henson, is um, most likely a reliever in the majors, but he's been starting throughout most of his career. So I, I will do that a lot with my with my guys, even if I am pretty sure they're going to be relievers. I'll let them get their 120 to 150 innings. Interesting. And and uh, on the flip side, you know, kind of what they do in the MLB, have, do you ever use a, a guy who is for sure going to be a starter, but do you ever call him up and pitch him, you know, maybe his rookie year out of the bullpen with the intention of putting him in the rotation maybe the following year? Sometimes. I mean, it really kind okay. of depends on what else I've got. I mean, for... For several years that are back in my golden, my first little golden age, uh, I had five starters that were just rock solid. So anybody who came up <laughs> went to the bullpen first, <laughs> right? Because there wasn't a spot to, to throw. Right now, my intention was to have Colin right. be the number five pitcher, but he's not. He, he's kind of struggling right now, so I may need to uh, to do something. Um, I mean, guys like Colbert and Henson. Uh, fit into that category of whether I throw them straight into the rotation. But right now, um, if Colbert were to come up right this minute, yeah, he would go and he'd throw in the bullpen. And then if I finally get fed up enough with, with Cologne, then I, then I would throw him as a starter. But So, yeah, it depends on the pitcher. Sure, sure. That's my thought anyway. Cool. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, my guy that I'll throw out here um, is in Vancouver's organization, and it's Quinton Mullins, 22-year-old uh, pitcher. Uh, is 5-0 and in his seven starts um, in AAA, and that makes me uh, get interested in the idea of whether he might slide into, uh, into the Vancouver rotation sometime in the uh, near future. <laughs> What, what, how about his two games over 120 innings or 120 pitches? Uh, how does that make you feel? Well, it makes me feel unhappy, but that's, um, <laughs> uh, that's me and a lot of other guys. Uh, a lot of other guys end up uh, doing the same kind of thing. So, uh, who am I to, to argue with anyone else? Uh, but at the end of the day, 3.5 ERA, 1.2 war, uh, is, his uh, strikeout to walk ratio is pretty good in in AAA, and uh, he's keeping the ball in the park. Yeah, he looks like he, he looks like he could uh, definitely be serviceable here pretty soon. Yeah, and he's also the kind of guy you talk about. Um, you asked about you know starters moving into the bullpen at the major league level. I mean, this guy is a starter by all traits, but I could certainly see throwing him big innings out of the bullpen if he came up. Um, you know, make him a, a Matume Huber kind of kind of guy, especially if you can start a reliever for an inning or three and then bring him in and let him pitch as a reliever for five innings. You know, I mean, that's that's pretty good, uh, uh, pretty interesting quality pitcher right there. Yeah, I think he could be really valuable in that in that role for sure. Well, I think that brings us to the end of the uh, top 10 with a few sidecar additions of best starts or most interesting starts, at least in the minors. 
Anything else you got to share with us here today, Joe? No, I, uh, I'm just really enjoying, uh, uh, you know, seeing a, a notification pop up uh, at some point during the day, seeing that we have a, a new podcast. So uh, this is this is awesome. This is fun. And anyone listening, I encourage you to uh, reach out to Ron if, if you haven't already uh, to uh, volunteer your services. This is uh, this is great. We should keep it up. All righty. Well, thank you so much, Joe. I appreciate your time and uh, have a great day. Thanks. You too, Ron. Good luck to your nine. Good luck to you too. You've been listening to the BBA Today, a podcast that covers the Brewster Baseball Association every day. Music is Bold Statement, available at bestlyandstudios.com and used with attribution. Be safe and well, and we will hear you again.